do not attempt to adjust your settings. We have commandeered this channel and are now streaming our pirate broadcast. This is the pirate stream. Welcome to the pirate stream, dialectical dissidents for our 12th show today. We have a lot of interesting things to get into, some Twitter mayhem, some mRNA injections, and God knows what else. How are you guys doing today? Doing well. It's awesome. a crazy, crazy time. <laughs> never, never a shortage of the madness going around today. But yeah, we're, yeah, <laughs> we're definitely going to get into some interesting stuff. And I wanted to start off with something that I think has been swirling around on Twitter. That is this, I mean, we've been talking a lot about the Twitter files and there's actually a lot of other examples these days in regard to, you know, what I guess we've been kind of take, discussing as, you know, training people to take things at face value mm -hmm. as opposed to doing their objective research. And that's, at least that's how I saw the Twitter files, screenshots without source material, kind of a training kind of dynamic. Right. Conditioning. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so but so now we've got an issue. And you guys might have seen that Matt Taibbi and, and Twitter had kind of a falling out. Right. Mm -hmm. Where he basically got upset because of the sub stack restrictions on Twitter yeah. and there was this back and forth. And then he basically accused him of working for Substack. I mean, it's got really, you know, he posted personal DMs of Matt Taibbi as well, which is yes. a faux pas. But so today we're talking about an interesting development of a recent uh, interview with BBC and how it gets into a couple two things I found were important. One is the discussion about apparently, and you guys can decide for yourselves if this is what he meant, that the Twitter files are, we're, put, we're putting it behind us and moving forward. Mm -hmm. which is pretty interesting without all the things we've been asking for, mm -hmm. but also in it just uh, in a good way, the way he really does expose the BBC and how ridiculous they are. And mm -hmm. they're at this willful effort to try to just paint this a certain way. It's not journalism. No. So we can get into that in a second, but I wanted you guys thoughts on just the general, you know, where are we with the Twitter files and, and, you know, is that fighting for free speech? What do you guys think? I and mean, we've talked about it a bit, but let's set the table mm -hmm. real quick on how you guys feel about it. Um, well, it's pretty interesting how they went up to a certain point. And I mean, so they didn't do any like of the Fauci files, right? They were uh -huh. promising that. Did they do those or no? No. No. no yeah. So, so limited hangout for one, right? And then mm -hmm. also just kind of leading us along. Oh, yeah, we're going to give you all this truth and all this information. But no, we're not going to. So um, it's, it's, you know, whatever. It's just par for the course. Like, whatever. We just keep going. Just keep doing our thing. Right. right? Exactly. I don't care. Like, screw them. I mean, they're just continuing to show themselves to be uh, not about truth, not about justice, not about anything, man. So it's like, fine, whatever. Just keep doing what you're going to do. Just keep keep proving to us what we already know about you. I don't even care. Right. There, exactly. Well, you I think, think what you said about how is a training ground, I do think that what they're doing is trying to condition people. Mm -hmm. And what they typically do is they reveal little and they make you they, – they try to give this perception and they're hoping that the public will think they've been uh, – there's been a big reveal mm -hmm. and then they can move on. So it's like the they it's like they leave you little breadcrumbs and in reality they're not really showing you anything but they make a big splash about it so that people feel like oh limited we got out. the truth now yeah, we right, right. what what did you say limited hangout right. yeah limited it's hangout. limited yeah. hangout um, but I think it is also a, a conditioning you know programming mm -hmm. for people because they're I, I mean I really think they're trying to, it's a data mining uh, yes. He's been clear yeah. about that. And he, he yeah. has. He said, oh, you know, we don't have a WeChat and uh, we need a WeChat. And they're like, oh, so you want to make Twitter like a WeChat? And he said, yeah, but better. Right. So, I mean, I think that's really where they're going with it. And in the meantime, they want to keep this narrative because the they've kind of injected into the political right who is very, you know, they, they've been more vocal about the lack of uh, free speech and uh -huh. the censorship. Uh -huh. And so they're trying to appease, this is my opinion, I think they're trying to appease the political right uh -huh. by showing them, hey, look, we're going to give you all this info, this intel, but they're really not revealing anything. But 
then that group will feel placated. It's like the new Q. It's like the new Q movement. It's like, hey, we're going to give you some information so you guys can just stand down and chill and relax. Like It'll be fine. Like, just don't worry. We're going to take care of everything. And then here we are six months later, nothing's been happening. That's, that's, it's, that's interesting. See, I, I, I'm always more of the, you know, pessimist, but you know, my, my thought is of course that I think that it's more so about like framing the group, like mm-hmm. getting them into the, you know, driving them into a certain agenda, but you're right. It's probably both. I mean, cause obviously they want them to think that they won in this, in this situation. And of course we're all talking about the two party illusion concept, right. right? So it's <laughs> not left or right. It's about the reality that we're being played against each other, you know, totally. but yeah, so the limited hangout, I mean, that's exactly the point, right? It's always about I mean, it, you can, it can be with false information, but it's always about using true information mm-hmm. yeah. in a small way, right? To cover up a larger and my, more important truth. My ice you know? cream cone analogy. Right, right. 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 <laughs> yeah, so for those who haven't heard it, I, you know, I just say that, like, they, I feel like the ice cream cone is like a whole gripping lie that they want people to really latch onto. And then they sprinkle, you know, <laughs> the sprinkles. Those are the truth. The little sprinkle. You keep licking. You're like, yes, yeah. There's truth here. There's truth here. And then there's that big juicy lie that you just want to believe. But there's all these truths to corroborate it. So it must be true. It makes it much more difficult for the person that wants to believe Elon Musk to see it when he's like, but look what he did. And we're like, yeah, that's true. But what about the rest of it? You know, it's, it's got to look at the bigger picture. And I I think you're right. It probably is both because they think they do want to frame. I mean, they're trying so hard to frame, particularly the dissident right right now. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's, you know, that seems to be a big agenda. Yeah. Well, so one last question, I guess, before we show these clips and talk about it is, but Elon Musk in general, right? I mean, it's, it's very difficult because I think, I mean, my point would be, that, you know, nobody could know for sure. I right. think I think he's kind of a mixed bag. I don't trust him. I don't think he, you know, military contractor. And to your point about uh, the X, the WeChat, he's already talked about the X Corp and he's tweeted yes. about X. And he, yes. people are already arguing that it's been absorbed by X. I can't verify that. But, you know, the point is, do you think that this is a person who's doing this for his own benefit, mm-hmm. for an agenda or, you know, or, or altruistic or maybe a combination of some of them. I mean, where do you, where do you think, where do you place him in all that? Um, I mean, just with just, just basic fundamental what we know and what we need, what I need normally default to is like, no, don't trust and just assume that they are uh, evil. Like, I don't care. <laughs> yeah. I just assume, I don't, I don't assume they're stupid. I assume that they're evil. Like, and some people like yeah. to assume that they're stupid and not evil, but um, oh, I think they've been, yeah, 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 yeah. Maybe both. <laughs> they're stupid and evil. And uh, I think, yeah, I mean, who knows, but I, I, I would tend to feel that like just, like you said, the military contracting, all the transhumanist stuff. Like he's aligned with everything that we're speaking out against. So it's just like he might say a couple uh, based things here or there, but for the most part, no, man. Like no, yeah, not not getting on board with that. So I would say that literally every single company and thing that he's involved in is something that is integral to the fourth industrial revolution. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, his boring that. company where he wants to fund the hydro collider for CERN. He's got the, the CureVac, which is all the, we're going to get into that, but all the MRNA stuff. Uh-huh, like uh-huh. he's the largest producer of that. Uh, you know, clearly the Twitter with the, the WeChat comments. Um, I mean, we can go on and on. There's Neuralink and obviously, you know, we know where that's going. He's a partner with uh, Charles Lieber on the Neuralace. Right. And Neuralink, the company, me. but the Neuralace in particular is really scary because the implications for what that could lead to, especially with the mRNA stuff. Um, so, I mean, I could go on and on with all of his different, I mean, Tesla and SpaceX, right? All right. of them are integral to implementing and executing the fourth industrial revolution. And I also think that uh, we, you know, Maddie Bannon's article on the effective altruism, mm-hmm. we've all talked about that, yep. right? So I kind of see him that way. I think yep. he's very much, he's justifying that he's a big philanthropist and he's creating all this technology. But And then he, he says all the 
talking points that you know the the freedom movement or the political right want to hear mm-hmm. and but meanwhile he's advancing their agenda and when we talk about the two-party illusion what i always say is i feel like they i they align ideologically with the left but they actually advance the agenda more through the right mm-hmm. and i think they do it because they're able to do it because the right is spewing the talking points that the whatever you want to call them the patriots or you know the, that that group want to hear uh-huh. And so they're not looking. It's a way of pacifying them because they, they're hearing all these great things. They think, oh, okay, well, they're doing exactly what we want. But behind the scenes, they're actually advancing the agenda. Whereas when the left is in power, you know, they, we know the ideology, but a lot there's more pushback from people who don't want to see that. So Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's, it's, a, it's always a dynamic of using both to mm-hmm. achieve one end, right? Yes. I mean, it's, it's, <clears throat> that's kind of the whole point of our, our name and our discussion. Yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Excuse me. Because that is the dialectic. That's exactly how the dialectic works. Exactly. I do see him as a prime like figurehead for the dialectic of advancing the the new world order. And whether or not he's, you know, a a shill who's just doing it for self empowerment, self aggrandization, and uh, because he thinks that he's going to be one of these transhumanists who run the world. Whether I'm not saying that is, but that if that's the possibility. Um, but whether it's that or it's, you know, that he's being used as a pawn and doesn't know it and he's a quote unquote victim, either way, he's serving the end, right? So, right. right. I would say at, at best, it's a willful ignorance. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, right, but, right. But, you know, I, go ahead. Yeah, I, I would agree. I'm just saying that people make the argument for both. But mm-hmm. either way, the end result is that he's advancing the agenda. Right. And that's all that ultimately matters to us is yeah. whether we end up in a technocratic panopticon or not, whether he acts like he didn't know what was happening. Right. You know, but so, I mean, people may ask like, why this may even be important, you know, and it's, it's not really about Twitter or about even necessarily no. Elon Musk as an individual. Those things are ma- they matter, but it's the bigger picture and how all of these pieces are being used. And that's something we often talk about is that, you know, I, again, to the same point, it could simply be that he doesn't even realize he's being used. That's right. always possible. I don't think that. But so that's why we have to flesh this out. So let's, let's talk about what just happened here. And I find this very interesting. <clears throat> so this is Musk calls out BBC reporter over lies. And what this, is, what this interview is ultimately about it's interesting way this went down, actually. So essentially what happened is the BBC reached out for an interview and he basically said, yeah, come on over. And so they showed up right away and they set this up. And not only did they do the interview, but Musk made it like a simultaneous spaces broadcast. At least that's what I've sussed out of this. Okay. And it's very, very interesting. And so what happened is they have this conversation. A lot of things were played out. And, and one of the comments, which I just want general thoughts from you guys on, you know, let's, you know, let, let's move on to the future was his right. response around the spaces concept. So first point is, what do you think that ultimately means? Because that's, that's the best we're getting from this. Nobody's defined it yet. Do you think he means that that means Twitter spaces is behind, or excuse me, that the Twitter files mm-hmm. are behind us? Or, I mean, how do you take that? When he says, when he's asked about the Twitter files mm-hmm. and what's going to be happening, and he talks about when he says, let's just move to the future. What do you think he means? Uh, yeah, maybe he's probably been pressured. He's probably been got to. He's probably got some dirt in his closet that they're like, hey, look, Elon, look, man, come on. You don't want this getting out there, right? So there you go. So we're on, on other things. Well, I guess that would be the assumption then would be that he's doing this for the right reasons. I don't know if I believe that, but yeah, what do you think? True. I, I think it's a way of sweeping it under the rug. And it's, uh, you know, let's not look here. Just keep looking at the future. We're building. And I think it's also towards he's excited about what they're building. I think that that's my personal opinion. I think he thinks this is great. He wants a high Borg, you know, Skynet, like AI controlled, 
you know, singularity, essentially. Mm. Like, that's, he wants that. And the biggest data so, mining operation exactly. in history, apparently. <laughs> yeah. So I, I think it's a way uh, he's, I think it's, I don't think it's like a one-dimensional comment. I think he has mm. a lot of connotations behind it. Um, but part of it, I think, is genuine excitement for a let's look to the future Look okay. at what we're doing. I didn't even think about it like that. See, of course, again, my take is that I, I think that he's kind of just casually acting like, oh, well, we're, we're done with that. Well, you I know, think... it's like, what about the Fauci files? What about the source material? What about all the things we were promised? And it's kind of like, let's just look to this next step. Well, ah, I think like, that's that, concerning. Well, I think there's that. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I don't disagree with that at all. I think he's absolutely saying, like, let's like that's what I said, let's sweep it under the rug. Let's just ignore that and look ahead. Um, but I think he's also really genuinely excited about what he's building. I mm-hmm. mean, I think there's a reason there's these blue check marks and you have to pay for them, right? I, I think that there's a region reason he changed the uh the bird to the Dogecoin. Yeah, yeah. I mean no one even commented on it as far as I could tell. I, I commented on it. Not like, like, like on a, like a yeah, major show no, or something. No, it's exactly. gotten like the usual focus you would expect from like CNN. Right. You know, like, like what what's doing? that all about? Yeah. So, I mean, I think he's showing, he's portending what he'd like to see for the future. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think that's why I say, I think it's multifaceted. I absolutely think he's shoving it under the rug. He's hoping people will just move on because we had our quote unquote big reveal already. Like what's, what more is there to talk about? Right. Didn't we? Yeah. And <laughs> now he's hoping that we can just, move on because that's part of the whole media cycle right is that they they give you the hyper you know sensationalism Mm -hmm. and then they they hope that you got your dopamine fix and then you can just move on right right? right. and they don't have to actually address it or answer any real hard questions and i think that's what he's hoping and now we just look to the future but i think he's also genuinely excited about what they're doing i would agree i think you know it's always like you know, even though they promised source material, they promised all these things, and then it doesn't happen. And all they do is go, well, here's why. Right. And the people that want to believe him are like, here's the reason. You didn't even listen to what he said. And it's like, that, it's irrelevant. Right. The point was we did not get, and that's what they always play this game. It's like, we didn't say there would be an excuse. We just said in the beginning, here's what I predict, that we right. won't get the source material, yeah. that this won't happen. And then they go, yeah, but you were wrong because he explained afterward. It's like, yeah, no, no, we were no, right. No, 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 and no. he gave an explanation. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that ultimately I happened. I have one other thing to add. He is clearly a military asset. He's so, you know, agree. we yeah. mentioned that he has so many contracts, you know, with the military industrial complex. I can't imagine that they don't have all sorts of contracts with him that stipulate that's probably how much he can reveal. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. What did you say? That's probably leverage. the leverage they have on him. I think like, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. And like his, I, I all of his net worth is just government contracts. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that has to matter to him. Yeah. Right? Totally. So right. I think that that's part of it, too, is that he can't they can't reveal more. Yeah. And so he's hoping we can that we'll all just let let it go, you know. That's <laughs> yeah, interesting. Well, I mean, I'm I will, we'll keep an eye on to see what happens ultimately. I, this mm-hmm. is really just right now. This is from yesterday to today, and whether that comment meant something or he's going to change what it said tomorrow, you know, we'll see what happens. But my right. gut will tell me tells me just like we talked about with the source material before is that this is not panning out. Yeah. We haven't seen Fauci files. We haven't seen the source material for any of this stuff other than screenshots. And now even Matt Taibbi, the central player in this, yeah. is essentially kind of. I mean, he hasn't come out and said anything necessarily negative about the data because that would right. look bad for him. Sure. But the break there is concerning to me. Yeah, yeah. That, was, that was a whole weird riff. Yeah. Sub-stack sub-stack thing. Thing. Well, yeah. I can just talk about it as a Substack person, right? Because yeah. like right. We, we put out an article on the T-Lab Substack, and normally on the back end it has some functionality where it says share to Twitter. And so anyway, so I published that out there, and uh, I was looking at Ryan's Twitter. I'm like, well, what the heck? It didn't publish on Twitter, which sometimes is my fault for not checking that box mm-hmm. when you go to publish a Substack article. So I text Ryan, I'm like, hey, Ryan, can you share this on your Twitter? Because it didn't seem to go out automatically. And so you shared it. And then I go to reshare it. 
you know, because I like to boost it. And then, like, wouldn't let me. Wouldn't yeah. let me repost it. Wouldn't let me heart it. Wouldn't, and I'm like, oh, so there's some there's something going on here. So I've found, come to find out, right? Yeah, so Twitter's, like, uh, doing something to block Substack content from being shared. And mm. this is in response to, like, apparently Substack coming up with a Twitter alternative or something like and that. And that includes so, Matt in that. Exactly. Right? That, that whole so, it's a well, non-exclusive, I mean, that's, like a non-compete clause. Something like that, yeah. Not, but yeah. then Matt had, Matt like makes all his income from Substack. Right? Right. That's where you make all your money, you know what I mean? And so The whole thing feels dishonest. Yeah. I mean, because from yeah. the core, you know, Matt was allowed to do, he knew he was working on Substack. Yeah. Yeah. And the argument that he somehow works for Substack, even Matt seems to be disputing what that ultimately yeah. means. And that at the end of the day, it feels like he kind of got the, you know, promised this and allowed to do it and they pulled it out at the last yeah. second. And, but I mean, you could understand from a, a, a business standpoint, yeah. if they are building an alternative, well, that becomes a problem. Sure. But the way it was done, nobody was told about it. Yeah. They, right. Yeah, it just kind of got yanked in a shitty way. Yeah. yeah. A lot of, a lot of pretty prominent Twitter users were out there going, asking like, we're being censored. And it was really just all Substack. Yeah. But as yeah. I understand it, they've allowed it to now be shared, and sh- but there's still some restriction people are finding. Um, it's I'm like, I'm not sure. Yeah. See how it flushes we out. Published, I have published a couple since then, and then on the various sub stacks I'm involved in, and it's like, yeah, that's weird. The reach is pretty much down. Um, on Twitter, yeah, it's mm-hmm. not. It's, there, there's not as much as there typically is for sure. So I don't know. Yeah. it's weird. It's not a free speech concept. I'll tell you that. Oh, that's yeah, for sure. <laughs> exactly. That's for sure. Yep. But so back to this discussion in general. Here's the other part of this, right? Is so that ultimately. They were talking in the, in the Twitter, you know, uh, headquarters, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, and he's, and he was broadcasting it on spaces. And I wanted to play a, a good portion of this really quickly. And this is, this is actually a positive thing. Like well, whoever does this, whether it's Musk or anybody else, what he says here is fantastic. This guy from the BBC is, he makes this guy look like an absolute fool. Great. And I don't know whether it's because this guy expected Elon to be a part of what he was doing or what. But this is entertaining as hell. But good. it's also good because BBC is so clearly trying to you know, set the table with the narrative and he just didn't let it happen. Okay, I yeah. love it. Let's, see, let's check it out. I mean, I would, I would only just add that, you know, we have spoken to people who, who have been sacked that used to be in content moderation. And, and we've spoken to people very recently who were involved in moderation. And they just say they just, there's not enough people to police this stuff, particularly around, um, particularly around hate speech. Um, in the company. Is that well, what hate that speech you are you talking about? I mean, you use Twitter. Right. Do you see a rise in hate speech? I mean, I, I, but just a personal anecdote. Like, what do, do you I don't. P- personally, my, uh, for you, I would see I get, I get more of that kind of content, yeah, personally. But I, I'm not going to talk to, talk to the rest of, for, for the rest of Twitter. So you see more hate speech personally? I would say I would see more hateful content in that, in that. Content moment. you don't like or, or hateful? What do you mean to describe a hateful thing? Yeah, I mean, you know, just content that will solicit a, a reaction, something that may include something that is slightly racist or slightly sexist, those kinds of those kinds of things. So you think if something I, is slightly sexist, it should be banned? I, no, is that I'm what not, you're saying? I'm not saying anything. I'm saying. Well, I'm just curious. What you, I'm, just, I'm trying to say what you mean by hateful con- content, and I'm asking for specific examples. Um, and if, and you just said that if something is slightly sexist, that's hateful content does that mean that it should be banned well you've asked me you've asked me whether my feed whether it's got less or more it, i'd say it's got slightly more that's but, what i'm asking for examples can, right. you, can you name one example i, I honestly don't you I, I, honestly you I don't, can't name I, a single example i'll tell you why because i don't actually use that for you feed anymore because i, I just don't particularly like it you actually, you've... a lot of people a lot of people are quite similar i i, I only well, well, i only look well, at hang my, on a second my you said you've seen more hateful content but you can't name a single example not even one I'm not sure I've used that feed for the last three or four weeks. And I, well, I then how did you see that hateful content? 
Because I've been I've been using I've been using Twitter since you've taken it over for the last six months. Okay, so then you must have at some point seen the you, for you hateful content. I'm asking for one example. Right. And and you I, can't I, give a single one. And, and, and I'm saying. I, I, then I, I say, sir, that you don't know what you're talking about. Really? Yes, so, because you can't give me a single example mm-hmm. of hateful con- a content. It's never one tweet, and yet you claimed that the hateful content was high. Well, that's a false. No, what I claimed, you just lied. What no no what I claim was. Uh, there are many uh, organizations that say that that kind of information mm-hmm. is on the rise. Now, whether whether it has on Give my feed or example. not, I mean, I, right, and Literally if you look at someone one. like the, the uh, Strategic Dialogue uh, Institute in the, U, in the UK, they will say that. So you, they, Look, people will say all sorts of nonsense. I'm literally asking for a right. single example, and you can't name one. Right, and as, as I've already said, I don't use that feed. But let's, well, then how let, would you know? Let, that I don't you, think this is getting anywhere. You literally said you experienced more hateful content and then couldn't name a single example. Right, and as I said, I that's absurd. I haven't, I haven't actually looked at that feed. I then would how would you know this hateful content? Because I'm saying that's what I saw a few weeks ago. I can't give you an exact example. Let's move on. We, have, we only have a certain amount of time. Um, okay, so there's a second part of this. Okay. So before we come to that, I want to digest this. I mean, this is incredible to me mm-hmm. because this is how easy it is to expose these absolute clowns. Yeah, easy. Because nobody pushes back like that. Yeah. Because right. the other way, they, they, I just talked about this with Kim, they, they lose the access, right. right? He's not worried about that. Elon's at the top of the food chain today, exactly. right? So he doesn't care. But the point is that he just has to simply continue to follow up. And the guy's in his circular logic just gets completely exposed. Yes. I, what are your guys' thoughts? I love it. It's great. Yeah, no, it's fantastic. And like, I just love how people are like, well, I'm. Like them saying, oh, it's so offensive. It's more of a commentary on how weak and pathetic they are as opposed to like anything else. It's like, oh, so you're telling me you're weak and pathetic? So get out of here. I don't <laughs> even want to. Th- yeah, yeah. So what do you well, think? Well, uh, what it tells me is that they have uh, bought a narrative that they feel like compelled to share and to propagate, but they don't actually understand what it means at all. I mean, there's obviously, he doesn't know what hateful speech actually is. Mm-hmm. He can't define it. He can't point to a single example, but he feels. Like he's been programmed is what it says to me. He's been programmed to say that Mm. and to convince others that there is this hateful speech that he has to, that everybody has to be aware of and we have to censor it. And, you know, it's, it's an awful crime, but he he doesn't even know what it is. That's what it says is that he really has no understanding of what that means. Mm -hmm. And what's interesting. And I I agree. I think most of these people in the corporate media are go ahead. What are you going to say? Oh, it's just rhetoric that they've been conditioned to, to share, but not only have they been programmed, they've been incentivized. Because when you talk about yeah. like mm-hmm. court in court media, especially, especially, you know, their lives are on, their livelihoods are on the hook, you know, their jobs. And on top of that, there's all the ESG now. So right. they're getting it from, you know, several tiers where this is being filtered down. And some people, I think, are just literally brainwashed and they just have no idea and they just regurgitate. But other people, I think they feel like their livelihoods and their, uh, their status is really on yeah. the line. So. Well, I was just going to say that I think that, you know, I definitely think most of the media landscape is full of people that buy the BS. Like right. the, the Brian Stelters and the Don Lemons don't really know what's going on. That'd be my opinion, right? But ultimately, it could, the way this felt to me to a degree is that this guy very clearly had an agenda, right? He was yes. set out and then, because I think that he would have, if he didn't, if he bought it, I bet you he would have had examples. He would have had things to say about what this person, Joe Rogan said this or blah, 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 right? So what's interesting to me is that one, he gets really quickly exposed that he was just towing the line. This was, this was a, a, um, a sod toady moment, like yeah. with what's her name? Uh, uh, Barry Weiss. Barry Weiss. That's what this was, right? You just mm-hmm. state the thing that you think you're going to get a pat on the head for and it doesn't go your way. Mm-hmm. And that's why, you know, the next part will be even better. But the second part I want to really highlight 
-hmm. is what did he really say right there? The thing I've been pointing out the whole time, the, the truck, he said, well, oh no, but that's what they're saying though. Mm -hmm. Right. Oh, so you don't know then you're just blindly taking yeah. at face value. What authority said you're supposed to think yeah. just like they see, oh, the CDC said, okay, right. did you prove that? Did you look for yourself? I mean, this is the state of corporate media. Yeah. That's pathetic. I mean, these are supposed to be journalists. They're just regurgitating state lines and pushing back on people that say otherwise. They're it's literally sad. parrots. This is why it's called Operation Mockingbird. <laughs> yeah, <pretty much. laughs> you know, for a reason. They're literally yeah. parrots. I just think that's hilarious. So the second part gets into the other part of this. And this okay. is just other parts about Twitter. And, you know, it's the same game. I just think that first part was just really stands oh, it out. It was great. And I, I will just add, I love that he pushed back. And I think you're right. Because uh -huh. he, he has nothing to lose. He has yeah. the top. So he, he really doesn't care. And I think he enjoys kind of putting people. Oh, he's a troll. Yeah, for sure. Totally. I, and I love it. But I also like, you know, he knows that even people that may disagree with him like us are going to be like, yep, that's good. Yeah, Because exactly. we're objective. And we can point out that that's the BBC is way worse. Than oh, the, yeah. Well, propaganda. and the BBC is a I mean, we think we have Operation Mockingbird, like they like codified it. You know, well, they're they're on a whole nother level. The yeah. whole uh, oh yeah, what is it, the Jimmy Savile stuff, like they're on a whole nother. Level. Well, I think they were the model. I think that yeah. our our Mockingbird was uh, you know modeled after them. Yeah, yeah. most likely. Yeah, also, let's watch the second part here. Well, wow. COVID misinformation. Oh, and the other thing I was going to say, too, is I love how and he'll do it again at the end of this one. Oh, let's move on. Let's move on. We're not going anywhere with this. Like, let's just move away. Let's quickly change the subject. Like, yeah. so yep. clearly, it's like, let's get away from this topic. Totally. I think that's funny. That's hilarious. You Amazing. The COVID, you've changed the COVID misinformation. Has BBC changed this COVID misinformation? <laughs> the BBC does not set the rules on Twitter, so I'm asking you. No, I'm talking about the BBC's misinformation about COVID. I'm, I'm, I'm literally has, asking you about, you changed the labels, the COVID misinformation labels. There used to be a policy, and then it then disappeared. Why, why do that? Well, COVID is no longer an issue. Does the BBC hold itself at all responsible for misinformation regarding masking and side effects of vaccinations? and not reporting on that at all. And what about the fact that the BBC was put under pressure by the British government to change its editorial oh, yeah. policy? Are you aware of that? This is, a, this is not an interview about the BBC. Oh, so. you thought it wasn't? <laughs> <laughs> and this, I see now why you've done Twitter Spaces. I am not a representative of the BBC's editorial policy. I want to make that clear. Let's talk about something else. You want I'm to talk interviewing about the BBC. you too. All right, let's, 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 talk about, let's talk about something else. You weren't expecting that. <laughs> let's talk about something else. Anything, uh, anything, anything else. Let's get it. Let's get the hell away from this topic. Okay. Ah, okay. Wow. Right. Okay. That's interesting. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's, there's more to this, obviously. And, yeah. and this, it continued. And, and the point was, it then ended up where now he's on this like Twitter tour trying to yeah. like act like he just completely ran Elon through the woodshed and everyone's like, are you blind? Like yeah. you just, you got completely destroyed, you know? And it's, yeah. it's just very sad. Well, wow, that guy's been trying to like, he, he's pulling like a, what's his face? Remember that guy that went on Rogan, the, um, the doctor from CNN doctor. Oh yes. Uh, um, Gupta. Sanjay, Gupta. Gupta. Yeah. Yeah. Right, yeah. Like, yeah I, I showed Joe Rogan. That's right. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. okay, bro. Rewriting okay. history. Yeah. 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 Oh, Whatever right. you say, which is, you know, they, it's like, if I say so, then that's how it was, you know? That's very interesting. I, I, I have not seen that stuff. That's interesting. What do you guys think about the end of the COVID uh, emergency? Oh, Isn't that amazing? Like, oh, yes. Uh, yeah. You want to yeah. get into that? Yeah, yeah. Uh, so what do we do now? We just go at No, I'm just kidding. It's like, no, I'm just there's kidding. A, there's a, like, that's there's, a huge... Yeah. Like, so we, we wanted to get into the mRNA meat conversation well, this, this as kind well of, as... Well, so that actually ties in because I was going to say, yeah. okay, so 
their whole thing. So they have this community shot, which is apparently FDA approved, right? And they have like, it know, is, it's just never, yeah, been but given. it's never been given, yeah. right? So we don't have any like in the market, like vaccine proves it, like COVID shots that are approved, right? So now the emergency use authorization has gone away. Can they still have any justify justification for using these it's, injections? Is it still being deployed? Like yeah. what's the deal with that? So I say that they're going to have to move to different uh, delivery systems for the mRNA, right? And mm-hmm. so, you know, now we're seeing that trickle into the food supply. So, well, right? the reason I was saying that that's is because the new needle. if we want to get into the EUA, that yeah. takes some time. And that's okay. a very, that is a wildly complicated topic. Yeah. I went over it on the last show. Okay. And I'll, just to quickly comment yeah. on it. I mean, I recommend, like, people want to watch the segment that I did on this. And you'll see even in this breakdown, it's like, I'm like, am I even getting like it's 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 so wildly contra- convoluted, and it really breaks down to I think it was 319 public health emergency from HHS, and then 564 FDA act mm-hmm. emergency, and so the bottom line is there's two separate things. Mm-hmm. The FDA is only able to enact or rather execute emergency authorizations for vaccines and masks if the HHS first declares an emergency, right. and then secondarily goes, okay, now you can do this based on a second sort of. A, a, you know, declaration. Mm. I don't even know why that makes sense. But then now, now on top of that, people are going, okay, well, what happens when they end the main one, which is what they're doing? What happens to these? And they're going, well, they get to continue. Mm. And I'm like, well, okay, this is because they then have to separately go, this one also ends. But if you're saying the emergency's over, how does that even make sense? And this is what I kept finding. And then largely, even more so, FDA commented saying, well, not only that if they end it, which it seems like they're claiming they're going to do, like the secondary ones for the vaccines and so on, that they're under their list of what they're going to extend for 180 days and then just reevaluate is all of those things. Okay. So it doesn't even matter. So they can, no. even the HHS ends the second one, they still are just going to reevaluate it and pump it back out. And everyone seems to be okay with that. So there's like two layers of the emergency. Well, so they, we found yeah. how much power they can exert and gain through states of emergency. And that's going to exactly. be their tool they use going forward. So now they can just add multiple layers of states of emergency so they can publicly remove one state of emergency, but still have all the policies remain in place. Yeah. I, I think it's actually more about getting it to where we just go like, what? I agree. So what I think is going on, and this is just speculation. I'll just preface by saying that, but I know what's going on with like the, uh, the who pandemic treaty and, uh, the, uh, health, uh, what's it called? Um, the amendments that they're doing. I yeah, always... the, the yeah the the the, men, the uh, amendments for the treaty in general, or for the it's for not the, for the um, treaty. It's the other one. The that... Accord. The accord. The, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So what they're trying to do with that basically will mean that if there's any kind of pandemic de- declaration, then it you know trumps any kind of national sovereignty, um, and they can do a global kind of uh, a mandate or recommendations or uh, requirements. And I think what they're doing is a a tactic of trauma-based mind control, because I think that they want to have the declaration that this uh, it, that it's no longer an emergency, which makes people feel a state of relief. Mm. So people feel they're pacified. Oh, right. okay, we can move on. They've let up. You know, we're on to the next. We we can go about back to living go our lives. We're free folks. and clear. Yeah. But that's what they do with trauma-based mind control, right? They let up a little bit. It's like strangling, strangling somebody. Some, and then they think they're going to die. They think they're going to be choked. You let up a little bit and they're like, oh, okay, I'm free. I'm free and clear, you uh, know, and they can yes. breathe. While you're breathing, then they choke and kill you. Yeah, like, hey, that's if essentially how this works. If you're right? in the middle Tennessee area, the emergency's over. You guys can sell your land, go back to the cities, right? <laughs> go back to the cities. <laughs> exactly. Sell all your land right. out there. And if you get any, if you know any good deals, let me know. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No. But I think that by having these the, these layers, these tiers where the emergency still really exists, then they can default to that and they can push through 
you know, I think they're hoping to get these things signed uh-huh. and then they can, you know, they can override anything and they have complete right. control and we have no sovereignty. But I think that's where they're going. But in the meantime, they don't want the pushback while they're yeah. trying to roll this out. Mm-hmm. What, so, what's, and I agree completely. What's interesting is on like a secondary level, that's what they want and they have effectively done that. But then also while keeping them use being used. So it's like they yeah. want their cake and eat it too of kind course. of thing. Because they, they are still using these. Like think about how crazy it is with all the data we have around the injections. Yeah. And, you know, the new ones, the old ones, how dangerous COVID is, that not only are they ending this and still pushing it, but they're still asking people to take these injections. I mean, just, it's yeah, just kind of well, unbelievable. I think they, they just want to, like, attack from every angle possible to yeah. advance their agenda. And this goes into what we're going to talk about with the mRNA and the right, food. Because right. I think, you know, they realize they're always going to be the dissidents and they... You know, they, they try to work on them, uh, and I think they try to do that in a subversive kind of a way. Um, but then there's also the, just through the different narrative controls, and they're just trying – I think it's just the way they can try and get as many mm-hmm. people as possible. Well, actually, the la- last point I'm going to make before we jump into the mRNA, uh, mm-hmm. you know, cattle and li- livestock and actual dogs and cats and everything else too is the, is the, the point that not only – is that whole weird dynamic we just explained, which is very confusing as all that happening. But remember that right in the beginning of all of this, like Scott pointed out, they have community they claim, well, it is approved, but again, they've never given it out. And that's why the military is being sued right now. Yeah. But they also had the spike vax Moderna, Moderna version, which was also allegedly approved, but never given out. And, and so that those, the alternative use, whether it's their own Paxlovid or all these things, every one of these long time ago made these emergency authorizations unjust. Right. And many times they've actually not, you know, continued. They've extended the emergency past 90 days and that mm-hmm. broke the law, too. And, yeah. and that doesn't necessarily apply to every part of this. Like we explained, it's separate. But yeah. everything about this has been broken and altered and manipulated from the beginning. So okay. that being said, bringing it into the next step. And this is what I think it was Baki that argued. Mm-hmm. One of the reasons why they're kind of slowing down the push is because, mm-hmm. well, they made up their market elsewhere. They already have it rolled out for animal vaccines, which yeah. most people don't seem to know. That's yeah, scary. that's what I mean about the subversive kind of. It's a uh, you know not overt that yeah. they're doing it. So well, here on this, I went over this on the show the other day. So this is just you just quickly look this up. Here's what they're saying on on Google and Brave and whatnot. Currently, there are no mRNA vaccines in the U.S. to protect cows from COVID. Mm-hmm. Now, I frankly don't even believe that. But yeah. the point is that they're not actually talking about COVID. They're just talking about mRNA injections, right? Mm-hmm. Here is the statement from the uh, uh, which one was it? The, the Cattle Association, the, uh, the National Cattlemen Association, I believe, and the uh, the NCBA a statement correcting internet falsehoods about these ca- vaccines in cattle, basically saying there are none, mm-hmm. right? And so that brings us to the point about uh, Tom Rents has been really mm-hmm. ringing this bell, right? Yeah. Here's an example of numerous people, lobbyists, openly saying that's not true. We are giving these things. Our P- our, it says the lobbyists for the cattlemen and pork associations in several states have, in fact, confirmed that they'll be using mRNA vaccines. Um, Sheldon's Health Defense just put an article out I today that, yeah. saying the same thing. Actually, I'll, about pork. I'll grab it right here so you guys can see it. Go ahead, and if you have any comments. Well, I was going to say, too, so I did an article on the new Unjected Substack, and we went into, uh, basically, we've been reaching out directly to farmers. We reached out to, like, a few dozen farmers mm-hmm. and got a whole bunch of responses back from actual farmers and ranchers, and they said, nope, absolutely not. We will not use it, and we will never use it. And this one guy wrote an article that said, like, if, it ever, if the industry gets to a point where um, – the mRNA is the only option, then we will just not vaccinate our animals and we will deal with the increase in death if that's the case or whatever consequence we have to do, we will deal with it and we're not going to vaccinate our animals, period. So the lesson learned is like whatever this nonsense is, just get, you know, just go back to what we're, what we should be doing this whole time. It's like get to know your local farmers, get your meat 
from somewhere you know and trust and not the grocery store because a lot of the grocery store meat comes from overseas mm-hmm. and we don't know what their practices are using mm-hmm. over there and so we shouldn't you know we we you know now's the time to start building those relationships i agree it's crazy i agree mm-hmm. well the scary thing though is and this is where this is like this is like one of the things tom is getting at is that they're they're taking steps to make that impossible yeah. one yeah. for us to be able to tell the difference yeah. but also just that you're boxing out just like with the gmos you're boxing yeah. out these local farmers mm-hmm. from even being able to do that whether that's through making it like financially impossible yeah. or just regulations that and make them le- illegal, right? The regulations are a huge components. So this is really interesting. I, you know, I prefer to get like meat the way that it was traditionally raised, you know, it's completely grass fed. Um, but they, a lot of places put, uh, do grain finish because it's, it's cheaper, it's easier to mass produce. Um, but what I found out from a lot of restaurants is that it's actually not just that. I know some people argue they like the taste better, uh, but what I found out from some restaurants is that they, if they don't put the grain finish, they don't meet the USDA standard. Of course. So they're being incentivized because or of course, forced they, even. yeah, yeah, and pr- pretty much forced, yeah. And I think that's that's how they do it with these regulations. So now you're strapping people who don't want to do this, but otherwise they have they really kind of have no choice. Do you know what the logic is around why they say that has to be done? I don't see how there's even a health benefit or anything. Like why? So why does the FDA make that a it's just industry capture. It's just yeah. a, I, I agree. agency it is. capture. I just yeah. didn't know if they had like a yeah. stated logic. No. They don't even need it, apparently. They, you know? they don't <laughs> need it. This is how it is. That's mind-blowing. Yep. And this is such an, uh, such an important point, I think, because mm-hmm. this goes back to like the, the example I usually use of this is like the flip-flop Fauci, you know, mm-hmm. telling you, you know, wear a mask. No, don't wear a mask. But people often think it's hypocrisy. And I actually don't think it's hypocrisy. I think like just like this, they don't give justification because they're showing you they're in power. You do what they say. They don't have to make sense. They don't have to mm-hmm. justify their their actions, their statements, their regulations. They're in power and you have to listen. You're the plebeians. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's such an important point for people to understand because people often look at it as hypocrisy or ignorance or they, they don't know their, their justification. They know. They don't feel the need to share it with us because they want to show us that they're in power. Yeah. Well, to that very point, you guys might have seen that Fauci flipped again now. He went on another interview going like, oh, I, I shouldn't have made that first choice. And it's like, you mean the choice that we all know is correct today? Like, <laughs> so what, what did he flip on this time? What did he say? What did well, he say? it's the same mask thing. Like he's yeah. basically coming back around now saying, saying that yes, mask or no mask? Basically that the mask were always the important thing to do. And it's like, and, and now after we've all apparently broken this down, hey, just so we're aware, I think all three of us have been ringing this bell from the very beginning, yes. saying that these are not, not statistically significant transmission from day one man and that's yeah. still the right thing and that they do harm from pre-covid on top of it absolutely thing. Yeah. Yeah. i i said this from the very very beginning and i got so much pushback on it so like, there's no evidence that it does harm I'm like you know sometimes <laughs> like i don't need to be a meteorologist to tell you it's raining yeah i can tell you just from experience yeah. This does harm, well, but there's also yeah. lots of quantifiable <laughs> evidence to Fear indicate that. Yeah. But I, right, there is, there absolutely is, and I shared tons yeah. of that. But I'm just telling you from the very beginning, I'm like, I can tell you this does harm. I've experienced it. Yep. Right, so, and, and, exactly. and plenty of doctors have spoken out about exactly, it. Yeah. Exactly, exactly. Like we this is old pre-COVID science, right? Like right. all the pre-COVID. Yeah, right. Like that's yeah. what Ryan, you were so known for, is like for like a year and a half, two years straight. Every single episode, you post like 40 peer-reviewed pre-COVID <laughs> medical studies. I, yeah. Mass studies saying like, nope, 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 no cloth masks, none of this stuff, none of this stuff. Well, and, and so, people kept arguing with me. They're like, yeah. this is pre-COVID. I'm like, exactly. That's wh- right. It's pre-narrative. Yeah. So therefore, like, yeah. what's interesting though, so they're arguing. But, but, the but then of course, then just the, the one study, and this has always yes. stood out as the right. best point that I think you've ever made around this whole thing is the whole idea of like, and there was like this one little study that shows like 
one percent maybe increase and so they they say oh they extrapolate well there's seven billion humans in the world and so that one percent of seven billion what you want to kill 700 million people like that's the argument so insane but your whole point is like okay imagine if it was reversed and we had we had a hundred peer-reviewed studies that showed that masking works great and it's Mm -hmm. fantastic and it's the most wonderful thing ever and then there's one tiny little study that has one little tiny data point that says no masks don't work and that's the one we rely on all masks don't work right it's like it's like that's the logic of it or even make it more clear make it like okay so that study is like a slam dunk period study and you still other you still have a hundred other slam dunk you would still if it was reverse they would be like you're crazy we're looking at the body that's the consensus neil degrasse tyson not when it applies to their logic all right out of here with your consensus mr consensus that where they get this number for eight billion, but where exactly do, it seems so arbitrary. Uh, yeah, like, I mean, what is yeah. this from the census? Have you ever oh, found that a census? In the world, it's, that, yeah. it's that website. It's the world meter thing. It just keeps going up all the time. I mean, it's so arbitrary. Question everything, right? Yeah. Who knows what we're being lied to? That's yeah. probably super benign things that we wouldn't even expect. So completely, yeah. you know, or, or you know, alter well, agendas it's to, around. But to craft a narrative. Yeah. That's. Uh, I mean, that's the reason it's relevant. I right. mean, it's it's not because whether it's accurate or not is the most important thing. It's just that it's crafting a narrative. Yeah. Yep. That's exactly. It's yep. all about the the. I mean, and so back to this main point. It's important for them to create. I mean, we've all broken this narrative down, whether it's mRNA injections or whatever else. And so now they're trying to either reestablish this in ways that we don't see or, I guess, set this up in a way that kind of re, I guess, patches up the reputation of what these are. I'm not even sure how to take it. But what we're seeing here is that not only are they denying this on the surface, but now we have multiple examples of, Mm -hmm. and this again from uh, Tom Reds pointing out that, and I'll play this video right now. It's, this is from the, the, uh, in Missouri, and this is one of the Cattlemen's Association lobbyists who's basically saying, they all just came up and said that we're not doing this, but here is the evidence that says, you know, it's like, I've been doing this to my cows. And You can make, like, long-ass Twitter posts now? What's going oh, on this is interesting you say that. For those if that you have this, a blue check mark. Right. Oh, really? Okay, well, cool. But what's weird is that if you do it on your phone, it, like, redirects you to the, the, the actual yeah. website. Yeah, website. It's very weird. Okay. And by the way, just for people, since you bring that up, I think this is funny. I don't even know what happened to this. I So... I never ended up paying for this. I, it's, it still says I put a blue, but I don't have the ability to post long things. I don't have long videos. Oh. I don't know. I've never even paid you once. Never paid. Yeah. Apparently, so neither is Kim. She's saying the same glitch. thing. I caved in. I, you yeah. probably just got grandfather. Oh, I was gonna pay. Sort of I signed glitch. up for it, but I just never charged me. <laughs> I caved. I'm a, I'm a, Why not? It's I'm not Twitter caving. Shill. It's it's it just it's, it's like any other platform. Yeah, it's it's like people that are, are trying to. It, it doesn't even matter. I think it's kind of a, a manipulative point. It's very charge if they want to. But ultimately, so what this comes down to here is again with the people basically just challenging the narrative about what's actually happening and here's, here's what he says mm-hmm. the, the lobbyist himself mr chairman shannon cooper tonight representing the uh, missouri cattlemen's association i'll try and speed this up uh, i am not a doctor i have flunked out been kicked out or dropped out of every major institution of higher education in the state of missouri this is probably one of the most poorly drafted pieces of legislation i've seen this session any entity that produces that's my members, that sells, that's my members, or distributes a product in this state, that's my members. With the capacity to infect an individual with a disease or expose an individual to a genetically modified material, this past week when most of you were on spring break in uh, Florida enjoying the sun, I sold a load of cattle. That load of cattle that I sold had been double vaccinated. 
with vaccinations that have this mRNA, which I don't know anything about other than I Googled a while ago. And I bought a load of cattle. And you know what I did the next morning after I brought those calves home? I vaccinated every one of those against bovine respiratory disease. Not COVID, right? So that, that's kind of the crux of the point there. So, it, I mean, it's amazing how clearly they could be caught in lies today, mm. yeah. right? Where it's just complete contradiction. No, 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 that's not happening. Yeah. Here is the person of the Cattlemen's Association saying, yep, we did it, and I'm being told to do it. You know, it's interesting. We had a bunch of people with various different responses, like all these ranchers and farmers. Like some of them said we absolutely don't vaccinate any of our animals. Some mm-hmm. of them said we give very minimal, like one shot right at birth. And a few of them said there's a couple that are very important. So they all have different philosophies around mm-hmm. like the overall vaccination. Well, but, should, they should. Yeah, but they were very, very clear about the fact that none of them, like we didn't get a hold of a single one of them that responded and said, yes, we do use mRNA shots. That guy is probably uh, a liar. Like, I don't think that guy is telling the truth. Or he's, You don't, he's you don't think they're using them? I just, I don't, I don't have any, we reached out to literally like probably 80 farmers. Like, you know what I mean? And they didn't get well, any responses that said, that, and they all are very, very, very adamant against it. And then there's this guy uh, that wrote a really good uh, analysis himself, just a cattle rancher. And um, it's uh, Alderspring. Just go to alderspring.com. And uh, he just wrote a really good piece on there about his perspectives and how their vaccination practices that they currently use. And if and he's the guy that said if mRNA were to roll out, then we're just not going to vaccinate our animals. Good for him. I mean, so it's people like that. So, you know, yeah, find these people in our community. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's huge. So, I wouldn't. I mean, it's we should absolutely question this. There could yeah. be a larger agenda about how they're trying to manipulate us. But I, I don't know if we can assume that we know he's lying necessarily because I do. I mean, here the evidence on the table is we do have this signed information coming from lobbyists yeah. claiming they're doing so. Yeah. We have him testifying that he did. We just we have we, we have, haven't found any commercially available fair RNA vaccine. So so we'll, we'll we'll get into that next. Yeah. But we have. Here's the defender making the argument yeah. about the pork, right? So there's a, a lot of evidence building, but absolutely we should question this. Yeah. So, but here is Dr. Malone saying that, that you know, you, re, you can read the article, I'll include it in the show notes. mRNA vaccines, oh, here, we'll show you guys. mRNA vaccines and livestock and companion animals are here now. And that's also what some other people have said about the dog ones, right? Yeah. And then just quickly wrap, wrap it through this. Here is an example of an oral vaccine for SARS-CoV-2, mRNA, bovine, and this is interesting, milk-derived exosomes. This is the point that... Um, Dr. Peter McColl was discussing where the Chinese have successfully, the Chinese scientists have successfully loaded cow's milk with mRNA exosomes right. and they argue inoculated these mice. Mm. That's concerning on a whole other level about whether this could be used elsewhere mm-hmm. or grow in each yeah, of vaccines the, and all this yeah, stuff. The, but here, here is, oh, just, just quickly, we can yeah. talk about it all. Is, uh, it was this one here that we do have this stuff. This is 2022. Yeah. The mRNA based rabies vaccine induces strong protective immune responses in mice and dogs. Here's one from 2021 where they're openly talking about veterinary medicine markets for mRNA. So I kind of find it hard to believe with this in 2021 that it wouldn't be in production or being used. And then oh, yeah. we have the evidence. But that's all, just that as long as that's being discussed, we should question it. Absolutely. Yeah. So what would you think the objective would be to, to lying to us about it? To try to normalize, or what do you think? You mean just okay? Just you mean rolling it out without telling us? Well, there's no that... like from his perspective, him saying that it's happening and, and maybe it's not. What do you think? Why do you um, think that is? It just seems like okay. So if they were to uh, normalize it, or just like just to say, hey, this is just a regular business practice that we're doing already, mm-hmm. you know, and then when people drop, oh, like we can't, we might as well let it happen. Yeah, like who cares? We're already sense. doing it. I do it all the time. It's fine. But it's like mm, I don't know. I just don't know. I don't, I don't have any personal evidence to suggest yeah. that in, in the research we've, we've done so far. And so and, and that's what we need yeah. to be doing, yeah. right? If you, yeah. if you you need to like we need to be okay stopping. Where if we don't have enough evidence, we should be leaving yeah. it where we don't know. I mean, I I, I, I want to believe that they're not, but of course they probably are too. Yeah. And then all the foreign me that I mean, it's just so insane how 
why they're just so insistent on getting this mRNA like into everybody as quickly yeah, as possible. It's, it's just like, stop, dude. It like, we terrifying. don't even know anything about it. And the stuff we do know is terrifying. Right. And th- that's why this milk part of it scares yeah. me. Because, that, again, that's why I was kind of quickly pointing at the vaccine. These are from 2021. Yeah. You know, talking about yeah. mRNA factories to overlap yeah, yeah. with Elon Musk and this stuff. The point is, this has been happening for a decade. They've been yeah. talking about plant based, like yeah. antidepressants. Exactly. Yeah. I'm worried this might have already been triggered and totally. pulled a well, long time ago. That, that one, the of... one article that you always talk or that one paper you always reference where it's like. Uh, Bioenhancement? So, well, no, it's the, the, the subversion where it's like they want to roll it out but not let everybody know. Like that bioethics paper that yeah. you're always referring yeah. to yeah. where it's like. Like, um, you know, what is it? Just uh, they, they're going to roll it out. John Hopkins document? It's, it's uh, yeah. The compulsory moral compulsory mor- Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Compulsory moral bioenhancement. That's the, always a good thing to touch on because it's, it's so insane. You're right. I mean, and you just can't point at this enough. The, yeah. the main, the crux of the point is in 2019, the argument was simply made that, you know, since we all agree that this, basically the argument of saying like creating an enzyme that makes you not want to eat meat to yeah. save the planet, right? Yeah. Or something like that. They're saying, well, should we need to do this? Yeah. The average person doesn't understand why it's important, so we should do it without them knowing. Yeah. That's terrifying. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's the whole idea of informed consent. It's like yeah. it removes all of our informed consent about any of this stuff. Like it's so just the basic fact that it's even an issue that it should be labeled as such. Like, hey, if you're going to do that practice that's controversial you should at least label it and let people know and let people choose it for themselves you know it always comes yeah. back to choice like some people are like fine great i love mrna it's fantastic it tastes good with a little tabasco sauce and a little bit of you know what i mean and, and, like, and you're allowed to be yeah, that and you're allowed yeah, okay. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> you know, I, lo- I love my mrna with a little bit of uh, worcestershire a little bit of ketchup dude. right well, I, me and sriracha <laughs> me i love my mrna <laughs> with sriracha but uh, until until like you know it's fully rolled out yeah they should i mean yeah it's it's ridiculous well, so uh, just let us know in the chat if you guys are still hearing us. It looks like the street, the connection has been dropping out oh. here. So let us know. Yeah. But uh, I want, I'll play this one quick thing that I think just overlaps with that. I've played it many times, but it's to the consent point. Yeah. And then let's finish up talking about the, uh, you know, Ohio and stuff if you guys want. Okay, okay yeah, totally. Yeah. Let's make sure we give a shout out to you guys' upcoming yep. event. Yep. I want to play this, of course. You guys probably know what's coming. Just talking about this. Since the outbreak of COVID-19, the word virus has been dominating media headlines as well as our daily lives. Did you know that one approach that has been proposed to control virally transmitted diseases is by releasing a virally transmitted vaccine? Unlike traditional vaccines, infectious vaccines do not require any individual consent. Infectious solutions are also being developed for food and agriculture. Yes, they are. Mm -hmm. So that, that, that was a 2020 conversation, right, from, from a year, from Europe. And these are real conversations. Johns Hopkins has talked about this. So again, all that together, I'm very concerned about the animal, plant, airborne kind of concept. It's very real. I'm very, very concerned about it because I think they're trying every angle where they don't have to get any consent and it's just rolled out. And I... I, I'm inclined, I think it's great to ask farmers and to do the due diligence, certainly question everything, but I'm personally a little bit more cynical. I think that they've yeah. already done it. Yeah, I, and I, I think that maybe the farmers, I don't know which farmers you've spoken to, but mm-hmm. my guess is some of the more local, smaller farmers are less likely, yeah, exactly. whereas these big mass production, and that's what's rolling out to the supermarket. Yeah, exactly. That's what's I, rolling I, out to the restaurant. It's all foreign, all foreign meat in the yeah. supermarket. Yeah, I and I, I think they're, yeah. they're oh, I guarantee Chinese life. meat, let's say, or whatever totally. else, probably loaded with this totally. stuff. Yeah, right? so yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm and I know to... they're trying to put it in the plant. They have this vertical farming because yep. they're trying to appeal to the people who you know, can't necessarily homestead because they don't have the land, but but know that they need to be preparing, mm-hmm. right? So they're trying to get that like prepper mindset type people 
and they're uh, advertising these vertical farms right. that you can put on your balcony. But they, I know part of like Boring was actually doing it. Uh, they're, they're several companies, but they're working on the mRNA in those vertical plants. Right. So it's, yeah. it's the cheese and the mousetrap. That's what it is. Yes. Come on into our technocratic prison. You have a nice yep. vertical thing to grow in. And <laughs> to, to speak to, yeah, exactly. And to speak to that, it gives a lot of credence to the whole quote unquote conspiracy theory that there is nanotech in this stuff. Like, why is it so important to them to roll it out to everybody? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like what? What is it they're trying to do? It makes me think that maybe this has something to do with the Internet of Bodies and the Internet of Things, and this. Yeah. Well, to be very clear, so those that you know, the nanotech is absolutely. We're talking about just the just nanoparticles are you know yes, in that realm. That. But you're, to your point specifically about whether we're talking about like nanobots or something like that, right? I or mean, even just graphene oxide that right, gets linked right. up. There, yeah. There's a lot of evidence around the conversation leading right up to where we are now, where they're saying this is the next big thing, both graphene oxide and vaccines and all of it. Totally. So it's not something people should dismiss and sneer at, you know. No. But I've I've often wondered whether this is something about like. Whitney, Whitney and I talked about this idea where they're trying to reach the singularity, right? And they're right. trying to, you know, and so this could be a way to just completely theorizing. Yeah. If that was in this kind of an idea, in the injections, there's sure. like meshing amongst human minds, trying to like connect and get I, the most. I think uh, that's what they want. Overlapping with Twitter and this massive data, data mining yeah. thing. Like all of that does kind of connect in an interesting way. Just a theory though. And it's, it's scary, but. I, I think that's exactly matters. where they're trying to go. Yeah. 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 Mm, brutal. Well, let's finish up with this because I mean, this is something at least for me that I just can't get off my mind, and I, I this is I'm just really blown away by how obvious the situation is. Mm-hmm. Now we've, we've only got about eight minutes left, so I want to just kind of quickly run into this, and we could talk about it here. Oh yeah, um, Patrol City's dry, uh, site, excuse me, driver of truck that spilled contaminated soil. So this mm-hmm. is this is in Columbiana County. This is in Ohio, a truck that was shipping toxic waste spilled. Right. And they're like, no big deal, though. We just put them straw over it. And, and the way they covered it, are acting like there's no problem. But it's toxic waste, though. And you're right. shipping it to a place to be dealt with as toxic waste, but it spills in the ground and there's no danger. Don't worry. Right. I can't even imagine how this makes sense to anybody. What do you guys mm-hmm. think? Just on that first point. Okay, so where did it spill at? In, in Ohio, in Columbia oh County. God. It's so right, it's not far away. So it was another, so this wasn't, okay, for some reason I thought that meant like it was contaminated soil from the East Palestine incident spilled. Yeah, no, it's it's in it is it's so it's oh, East Palestine. So it just spilled so, right down the road. They yeah, just like, so they're 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 shipping this stuff away. And so if you remember my coverage on this, the point is that yeah. both the ones they're taking them to, yeah, they're not set up to deal with yep, dioxins yep. or PFAS. Yep. And I've spoken to them on the record. Yeah, I've called these bastards. Yeah, too, and, and you know, they actually, don't. I wouldn't say bastards. They were really nice people. <laughs> yeah, but, some of them were pretty nice. Yeah. But so the interesting part about it is, is one, we know that they, and I, for my, my segment on the last show, which you guys should check out, there it's pr- provable. Mm-hmm. They haven't tested these. Other experts are now calling them out. There's been a hundred scientists that have signed this thing pleading within the test for dioxins. And meantime, they're shipping this stuff to places that can't deal with it and they know it's present. How do you not see that as corruption? You know, but it's spreading around. I I just can't believe this is continuing to happen. And you have all these examples and and reports of people that are, you know, here, this is March 27th. This guy's on the record saying that I, you know, let's focus on that. Do you think that this was an accident? Look at that. That looks so stupid. It's like a flat road in the middle of the day like the guy was 76 years old and apparently he had like i don't know if he fell asleep or whatever but now he's being cited for reckless driving so let's give this old man away this toxic waste delivery (laughs) something doesn't add up to me i'll be honest it seems a little fishy don't be ageist well it's not about ageist he's 76 (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't get offended by ageism. It's fine. But so overall, I just think, you know, to just, I guess, well, the fit, also Huffington Post, by the way, which we shouldn't trust Huffington Post any, right, over anybody. <laughs> but interestingly, now on April 10th, good job, guys, three months late, saying everything that we were saying on the first week. Right. And, you know, but still, so three months later, and they're all, they haven't even tested the, the drinking water for things they know were on the train. I right. proved that in the show last time. No. So all this being said, I mean, I just... I'm just, I'm just kind of blown away with all the evidence we have about dioxins and how far it can travel from decades ago. PFAS, now new articles saying that that's, you know, with this one, incre- it reduces, uh, it says it can um, reduce women's fertility by 40%. Yeah. yeah. And I'm proving here that we can show they've known about this since the 90s. You know, yeah, like, there was that valley that Michael Yon talked about where in 50 years they didn't have a single child. It's mm. unbelievable, yeah. right? So, so here we are with this situation, and it's a deep, what do you think about it? Is it overlapping with everything else? I mean, is it cover for vaccine side effects? I mean, there's all yeah, different yeah, theories yeah. here. I mean, that's, I think that's we great. Should, yeah. We should move on quickly because we do want to put up the uh, good point. Promo, well, make sure you guys look into it. It's a very I important think topic. It, I do think it's really suspicious, and I do yeah. think people should look into it. And yep. yeah, does not pass the snuff test. Yet. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yep. So in the meantime, well, ahead, yeah. In the meantime, you guys go to Rebels. Forcause.com, rebelsforcause.com. That's the uh, event that Courtney and I are putting on here in Nashville, Tennessee. The weekend of June 3rd, June 4th. We've got all kinds of amazing speakers. We've got like Owen Schroyer, Alex Zach, Jay Dyer, his wife, Jamie Han- Hanshaw. Oh, we get one of these days. We've got our boy Ryan here. He's going to be speaking and performing. We're doing panels, aerial acrobat- acrobatics, comedy. It's going to be an epic, liberty centered event right here in Nashville, Tennessee. Rebelsforcause.com. Get your tickets. Courtney, what do you, what do you have to say about it? Yeah, we are uh, cause stands for creative artists uniting for the sovereignty of everyone. So we want to inject uh, art with uh, freedom, pro humanity, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm going to shut up so you can watch the video and see it. Oh, <laughs> yeah, you, I'm just going to play it on the way out okay. so you guys can actually see it. Yes. Rebelsforcause.com. This this yeah. is going to be a great event, guys, and I really hope you can take the time to get there. And it's just going to be a really fun thing. Two days, lots of stuff going on. So make sure you check us out, and we will see you on the next pirate stream dialectal dissidents. See you next time. Peace.